like elevator music was written for the masses to not disrupt, to not, uh, to not cause love, to not cause affection, to not charge, you know, no one's going to be dancing in an elevator and no one's going to be pissed off. Right. Welcome to the Big Ask Podcast, where no ask is ever too big. I'm Tara Renzi. And I'm Brooke Run. We are on a mission to give women confidence to rise and be bold, ask for what they desire, and be who they came to be. But if you want all that, you're going to have to put a little ask into it. We know that all asks come in different shapes and sizes, but the bigger the ask, the bigger the win. Welcome to the Big Ask Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Big Ask Podcast. I am co-host Tara Renzi. And I am Brooke Run. We are so excited for today's podcast. The reason that is, is because we are finally, I feel like, becoming brave enough to speak our truth, right? To like, <laughs> <laughs> to finally really step into what we preach, which is being bold, which is be who you came to be. And I will speak for myself, but over the last few years, I feel like I have not been fully authentic when it comes to how I feel about certain things, not being vocal about certain things and fear of, you know, can't being canceled and fear of hurting someone's feelings. And the reality is like you and I, we love like our whole premise of who we are as a person is love, right? And so today we're going to do a podcast around like really staying true to yourself and really speaking for what you believe and doing it in a way that is so respectful and having honest and open conversations because we've gotten so far away from that over the last few years. And this is the topic and conversation of today. And I'm really, really excited to do this with you today. Yeah, me too. You know, I mean, my whole platform is Be Who You Came To Be, which is this permission slip to show up as the most authentic version of you possible. And, you know, I always, sometimes I think we forget this note that was left of be who you came to be. It was written by my grandmother and she left a note for Ben, my first son, right when he was born. And she said, be who you came to be. But it was the second part of the note that I feel like a lot of people get lost in translation, which was love will guide you. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was such a powerful message of, hey, you can be anything, you can think anything, you can do anything, you can achieve anything, but let love guide you. And when we put love at the core of everything we do, we should be able to safely say who we are, what we believe, what we stand for, whether that be religion or politics or um, personal preferences, all that. You know, I do this thing in my keynote where the whole second part of it is called own it. And how do we really own it when we're afraid to own it, right? I mean, God forbid, like you put on social media, like I love the color orange. Someone's (laughs) going to come after you, right? They're going to be like, you like the color orange? What did you like prison inmates? You suck. You're a terrible person. You know, whoever said orange is the new pink is seriously disturbed. (laughs) Um, You know, because someone will come after you. Like, there's always something. And it's just, we're just in this time where people are so rattled that it's almost like, how can we be accepting, kind, and loving when we can't even accept and be loving to ourselves and what we truly believe in because we're afraid to put it out there? 
Yes. I think the thing is too, and I love all of that. And like, like love is just the premise of everything. But I think the thing is, is like over the last few years is we are trying to convince people to view differently. We're trying to convince people to believe what we believe and say what we say and and agree with what we agree with. And the reality is that's what makes us so unique and so amazing is that we have different views. We have different beliefs. We have different convictions and all of those things. Right. And we've lost the respect aspect of how to live amongst other people that have different beliefs that we do. And I will speak for myself on this as well, but like over the last three years, I have family and friends that feel very differently than I do about a lot of the things that have gone over the last three years. Um, We have different views. We have different political views, how COVID was handled. I mean, all of it. Right. And I will tell you this. I can confidently say our relationships never changed. Our love never changed. Our respect for each other never changed. Why? Because we wouldn't allow it. We have to change the culture that has been pushed onto us the last few years, which is if you don't agree with my views, if you don't agree with what I'm saying, you're out. We're done. And the reality is that's not how life works. That's not how the future, that's not the future I want for my children. You know, I want our children to be able to stand in the convictions, have their views and beliefs and be respected. And we have to lead, right? We have to lead Tara and be authentic, be who we came to be, be really bold and show love, you know? And I think by, you know, you and I doing that and showing that and speaking on this topic that we're both very passionate about, but nobody knows that we are (laughs) because we've been quiet and we're not going to do that anymore. You know, like we have to lead. One of the examples that I love giving from stage when we're talking about authenticity and why do we feel the need to water ourselves down? Why do we, we, we try to fit in, but now we don't even know who we're fitting in with, what is in, what is out. And we're, you know, God forbid, we just actually show up. And so I do this thing where I ask the crowd, I say, Hey, how many of you guys love country music? And you know, third of the people raise their hand and I say, Hey, who's your favorite country singer? Instantly I get Morgan Wallen, Garth Brooks. Luke Combs, like people just carry Underwood. They know, right? That person, that authentic, genuine person, they love their music because they showed up as authentic to them. And they'll say, okay, where are my rap, hip hop, R&B fans? Who do you love? And, you know, they raise their hand like Jay-Z, Mary J. Blige. You know, they, they know their musicians. They know these people that they're passionate about. And then I say, okay, what about my jazz lovers in the room? And there's still like all these great jazz lovers. And okay, who, who, who's your favorite jazz musician? John Coltrane, hundred percent. Oh no, Miles Davis, you know, and they kind of banter back and forth. It's so fun. And then I ask people, I'm like, okay, how many of you guys love elevator music? And everybody kind of laughs. Right. And I'm like, Elevator music was written for the masses to not disrupt, to not, uh, to not cause love, to not cause affection, to not charge, you know, no one's going to be dancing in an elevator and no one's going to be pissed off. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but if, if musicians wrote music for the masses, we wouldn't have any genres of music because they would be trying to please everyone versus finding their people. And I love using Eminem as this great example. You know, people either love Eminem or they don't like Eminem. Almost everybody knows who Eminem is though. And he showed up as authentic him and said, Hey, this is the music that is inside me. I love rap music. Now at the time rap music was, and still is a predominantly black industry with a lot of talent and honestly, a lot of intimidation, right? Of like, Hey, you got to know what you're doing to break into this industry. 
He showed up with confidence who he was, a white rapper from the hood of Detroit, you know, living in a trailer park. And he kicked ass. He showed up as authentic self himself. And because of that, he was welcomed into the community by most people, right? So we have to start becoming the Garth Brooks and the M&Ms of the world and saying, you know, this is who I am. And I'm going to unapologetically show up as myself because this is the music that's inside of me that I want to write. And, you know, for some people, I'm not going to be enough. For other people, I'm going to be too much. And then there's going to be my people, my raving fans. And I think it just gives people perspective on, oh, yeah, why, why am I trying to be liked by everyone? That's right. That's right. You have to stay true to who you are. And when you can do that, like even in my business with personal branding, right? It's like, these are your platforms. This is your voice. This is your opinion, your personality, everything. When you're trying to be too broad and you're trying to please everyone, you will please no one. It's like the saying, when you stand for everything, you stand for nothing. And it's like, you have to be authentically you. You are so unique. And I promise you, you will find your people when you can truly stand in your authenticity and show up as yourself. But I feel like, you know, over the last three years, and I keep saying that because it has, it's changed in the last few years. It's become very divisive. It's become very political. Um, Everybody has their opinion, but really nobody knows what they're even saying half the time. You know, everybody just wants to argue. Mm -hmm. And you, we have to get back to love. We have to get back to respect. We have to get back to honoring each other and honoring ourselves and allowing people to be who they are and, and, and appreciating them for that, you know, and, and not arguing and not getting upset and canceling them. And, you know, you and I have a lot of opinions, you know, but we have held back and because of our businesses, you know, we don't want to offend anyone. We don't want to be canceled. And I have felt muzzled for the last few years. And I have a strong opinion about a lot of things, but I don't want to rock the boat. The reality is I can't do that any longer. Like I'm getting to the point where I'm like, enough is enough. And I think a lot of people are there. I think a lot of people feel the way we do. And I'm hoping that this podcast gives them permission to start showing up how they want to show up, to start being who they want to be, to be the Eminence, be the Garth Brooks and speak how they want to speak. And we all need to respect that, no matter what the words, no matter what they say, as long as we're doing it out of love and respect. Right. And, you know, you can have an opinion yeah. without throwing shade on someone else. Like, just because, you know, I am, I'm a Christian. I, I am a Christian. Um, I love Jesus. You know, I believe in heaven. I believe that God created all of us equally and special to, you know, have our own gifts and talents. And so mm-hmm. I lead with this, this, this you know, Christian traditional background. Um, now, just because I'm Christian, I would never say, now, if you're not Christian, you're not for me. Mm-hmm. I believe that, that there's there's room for many religions and many gods and that we were all, you know, born into different places of the world from different parents who had different beliefs and love. And just because I'm a Christian doesn't make me think that, you know, Judaism is wrong or not okay. And I'm not going to have you in my circle. Like I believe God is love. Right. So I love every, I love everyone that has a good heart and, you know, and loving. And I, and so I think that that's, but these are, this is where we're at is it's gotten to, if you're not with me, I'm against you. Mm -hmm. And that's where we have to really um, disrupt and say enough is enough. Yeah. Yeah. We have to be bold. 
I mean, we really do. It really takes you stepping into your boldness and saying like, listen, I want to be the change. I want to create the change. I want to be the movement that ends what has been pushed in our throats for the last few years on, you know, divide and cancel and all of that. We have to lead. I mean, we are what can create the change. And for me, like, I just don't want my kids to have the same opinions as everybody or have no opinion because that's how they are being raised or that's how they are being taught that, you know, don't say what you mean or, you know, just be quiet or, you know, that's not right. Be quiet. You're going to hurt somebody's feelings. Like there is a way to talk and have open discussion and communication that is respectful and out of love. And we have got to get back to that as a society. You know, we've got to get back to that on our platforms. I am not here to convince anyone to think the way I do. I am not here to try to push my opinions or my thoughts or my beliefs on anyone, but I am here to be authentically me. I am here to stand and honor myself. And I feel like I have not done that hundred percent over the last few years. And I just, mm-hmm. I've had enough with it. You know, I, I'm not, I'm no longer going to be silent. Yeah. I'm no longer not going to say what I want to say, you know? Well, and Brooke, I know you so well. And, you know, we don't have the same views on everything. We don't see everything eye to eye. We don't agree on everything. And um, and I think that's one of the things that that, that I love so much about you. Oh, I just, I'm sorry, that was my phone because I'm trying to find this. I wanted to tell you guys the name of this person. It was kind of this, like, major aha moment that I have. I follow this guy. His name's Clarkson Lawson on Instagram. Um He's a gay male, but he is a conservative gay male. Now, I will say if you follow his page, um, he does an amazing job of creating and holding space for everyone. I mean, he has a lot of friends who don't have the same political beliefs as him. Um, He has, you know, a lot of um, liberal beliefs, too. I would say he's very in the middle, but he says that he aligns more on the conservative side. And he posted a reel yesterday that really, I mean, it, it, it made me it made me pause and it made me think. And he says, Hey, you know, um, people are often surprised that I am a, uh, a gay male who has conservative political values. And, you know, I actually talked to a lot of other people in the, in the gay community. And I find that a lot of them, they actually have a lot of the same values as me, but when asked about it, when asked in a, in a public place or anything, they are so afraid to say that and to have this, you know, any sort of conservative political notion because of backlash um, and really someone butting heads with them, right? And saying, how could you? You're so wrong. And then he goes on to say, he's like, you know, he's like, sadly, I spent um, half of my life in the closet about my sexual identity of being a gay man because I was scared. I was scared to say, hey, this is who I am. And and please accept me and love me. Like, I'm a great human. You know, I'm a wonderful man. Yeah. And he said, and now I refuse to go into a political closet and afraid to say what I believe um, and what I think is right for, you know, uh, for me, um, for my children, all that. And, and he said, so just think about that. And I, I was, it kind of blew me away. And I was like, wow, that is powerful. Um, and the fact that one, he made the real two came out and said what he had to say. And then three also created the space of love while doing it was, I just, I, I really was like, I wanted to hug him. Like if I could, <laughs> I would have like crawled through and give him a hug. Cause yeah. that took a lot, you know, but I thought it was great perspective. Yeah. You actually shared that with me and I was blown away by it as well because he's right. Like to be in a closet half his life about his sexuality 
and to finally come out and have a space of freedom and be able to live freely like this is who I am authentically like I am a gay man and then to have to go back into the closet as his political views um, could be very painful I can imagine the way he said his reel, the way he explained it was so beautiful because it was from a space of love and respect. And I feel like if you, in the, that community, from what I've been told, is if you are not agreeing with the progressiveness of things, then you're out. Like, it's just not, that is not how we, we believe. But the reality is, and you and I both know this because we do follow a bunch of different groups, that that's not true. I think a lot of people are in the middle. I think a lot of people. I think the majority. Of I America think the majority. In the middle. Yes, is in the middle. Listen, lo I believe that you can love whoever you want. I believe that you know, leading with love is the way to be. You know, and I think we have to get back to that. We have yeah. to get back to speaking how we feel, and you can do it like what, how he does that. Real was it was so beautiful. His words. There was no attacking. There was no trying to push anything. It was like, this is who I am. And I refuse to be silent. I refuse to go back into that closet. And how freeing. Like, I was like, yes. I mean, it was. It, oh, was, it was. It was it powerful. Was, it was powerful. Let me give you guys his, his name again. It's Clarkson with a S-O-N, Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N. Um, go Clarkson. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it is, it is really interesting. And you know, for me, I, I'm not afraid to say that I have conservative traditional values and I uh, align more. I mean, I, you know, there was one time I think I took the study of like, are you, should you vote Republican or Democrat? And they were like, girl, you're a mess, right? Like, because I have so many, um, really moderate democratic values that I believe in. I mean, I believe in equality for all. I believe in, you know, equal rights for, for gay, for gay and lesbians. Um, I believe that, you know, um, we shouldn't discriminate against age, race, color, sexuality, all these things, right? All these like social issues. Um, I'm pretty moderate on, but then I have a lot of conservative values of family mm -hmm. and um, protecting children mm -hmm. and um, education. And, um, you know, I don't believe in handouts. I believe that we should work. I believe that, you know, we show up. And I grew up in a really, you know, hardworking I grew up in the Midwest around people who, you know, they woke up before the sun went up and they went and farmed every day and they, you know, put their kids through school and they went to church. And I mean, it's like every country song is like how yes. I grew up. Yes. Um, and so I, I, it, at the heart of everything though, I, I do align more um, conservatively just because it's in better interest for me and my family and, and who I am and what I want, but that doesn't make me an awful person. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not afraid to say that anymore. And I've just, I'm ready to, to just stand in and who I am and to say, Hey, I, I actually love you and have space for you. And I want you to be able, I think it's amazing that you have the right to go vote for whoever you want and what aligns most with you. And unfortunately, this political machine that has pumped through America has really caused so much divisiveness. And when we're supposed to be loving more and accepting more, we are actually doing the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. And that's heartbreaking. It really is. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I mean, it's crazy because what, what's, what they're saying is equality. They're saying all the things, but the action, the things that are happening are not aligning, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like it's just, it's not with what people are saying, it's not aligning because right. equality and love is not followed up with divisiveness and canceling, right? Right.
you know, I'm also like, you know, I'm a Christian woman, uh, conservative, traditional values. But my entire life, I do not judge. <laughs> I'm incredibly accepting. I, I love all kinds of different people with different values, with different, you know, everything. And, and it doesn't change anything for me. The problem I have now is that things are being pushed on people. Things are being pushed on children. Um, beliefs that I don't believe in, you know, and my job as a parent is to guide and protect. And, you know, I think that we have got to get back to protecting our kids. We have to get back to kind of some traditional values on how kids should get, be taught in schools and education, you know, all right. those things. Right. Right. Um, but we can do that in a way where it's people are feel accepted. People feel right. loved. People feel respected. Um, we've just gone so far a direction that what scares me is if we don't stop, we don't start speaking our truth that we're going to go so far one direction that it's going to be really hard as a country to come back, you know, yeah. and that's my biggest fear. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate, you know, when you shared that reel with me yesterday, because it was like, wow, I mean, that takes a lot of guts to speak right. out in his community and say how he's, how he feels and where he mm -hmm. stands. But I feel like we need to do that more often. Well, and here's the thing. We need boundaries. Yes. We need, and, and as parents, I mean, let's just talk about the kids for a second. I am the parent mm -hmm. until 18. This child is legally mine. Don't tread on that. Um, and we have child protective services and all these things to come to write to set expectations for parents of like, hey, okay, well, you have to create a safe, loving, caring environment for this child or right. They can come take the child from you. Um, and now it's like my rights as a parent, I feel like is continued to be treaded on of what's being pushed, what my child's being exposed to. Um, and it's just like, just stay away. Like I send my kid to school to be educated on arithmetic, writing, reading, all those things, American history. Um, but they don't need sexual awareness. Like I can have these conversations with my child when I think they're ready, all these things. And then it's even gone so far that, you know, we had an incident, incident, um, at our school where they tried, they sent out this email and they instantly retracted it because there was a huge uproar that there was going to be an after-school mixer for students of color. Now, I want you to know that this school is a, um, a melting pot of all types of people. I mean, we have white kids, black kids, Jewish kids, Muslim kids, Indian kids, Asian kids, you name it. And then we've got mixes of all of that. And so, you know, I remember like one of uh, Ben's friends was like, well, gosh, you know, my mom's black, but my dad's white. So could he come or is he out? And this is what happened then. And, you know, like one of my Indian friends was like, well, am I, am I colorful enough to come? Like, and you know, it was just, it was, it just blew up in the school's face. And I actually sent um, an email to the head of the school and this had happened right after Ben had had a, uh, a birthday party. And I have this great picture of Ben and all his friends hanging out in the pool. And in this picture is Ben, a white kid, a Jewish kid, an African-American kid, a, bla a, a black, a, 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 a mixed black and white kid, um, a Mexican kid. Like they were all there. And I said, these kids don't need groups. They need to be together. That's right. And this book, I was like, the school's obviously done a great job of providing inclusion and diversity because these are my, my kids' best friends. Yes. Like, stop pushing agendas. Yes. And it really pissed me off because I was like, 
they don't need you to set up groups for them. They are doing a perfectly great job of including people and seeing friends for friends and honoring their heritage and who they are and what they do. I mean, going to the bar mitzvahs, doing all the things like stop pushing shit down their throats that they don't need because honestly they think it's woke and they think it's complete nonsense because they know where their heart is and they yeah, are loved. Right. And I, now I can say that is my child specifically, but I see that out of the majority of children. hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, I don't think that any political views or anything should be mixed in school ever. I really don't. I don't think you divide people. You don't put people in groups. That stuff is so taught in my opinion. My kids don't see any of that. Like they don't, like they don't, they have, you know, African-American friends, Mexican friends, they have, I mean, all kinds of different friends. And guess what? They love each and every one of them. And I do too. Like we do too. You know, I think that all of that needs to remain out of schools. I think that parents have got to put their foot down and protect your children. You really do at this point, you need to be very hyper aware of what's going on in your schools. And it's our job to guide. That is our job as parents and to protect. And I feel like parents right now are, there's such a huge void as, as being a parent where we're so afraid to hurt our kids' children, our kids' feelings, you know, as parents, we're allowing them to grow up on social media. We're allowing them to see things and be whatever they want. And the reality is like, you can't do that. (laughs) You know, we have to guide our kids and help them help them become who they're meant to be, right? Like that's what you preach all the time as parents. Which is growing, changing, and evolving on a daily basis. I mean, it's called be who you came to be, not be who you think you are at age 10 for the rest of your life. That's right. And we help mold these little people. It can't be a free for all. Like it has to be a, a guided approach by us as their parents. And I just feel like as society, like we just, we've, kind of removed ourselves from parenting in a lot of ways and allowed the school to take over, allow social media to take over. We have to get involved with our kids. We have to be emotionally supportive of our kids. We have to guide them and teach them. That is our role as parents. And, you know, I don't know. know, I'll just share the story because we're putting it out there. And I, Mm -hmm. and, and, and I'm, I'm sharing the story because, um, I'm sharing the story out of love. And I also want parents to know that you have every right to go have meetings at the school. Now you have to do these meetings with love. You have to do these meetings with compassion. You have to do these meetings with, uh, with a voice of wanting to learn and understand. Um, because this is, again, this is how we make change, positive change. And so this year, Jack is a seventh grader and there's just been all this, you know, lots of talk of pronouns and changing genders and changing names and all this. And it just seemed like a huge wave and it seemed like a lot. And it's, it was the, it was what everybody was talking about. And it was a distraction, honestly, for me from education. I'm like, I'm paying for my kid to go to this private school. And why is this all I'm hearing about? Like, I want to go find out what's going on. So I set a meeting with the head of the school, um, the head of the middle school, and before that, I did a lot of research. I did a lot of praying because this is a tough subject, right? Mm-hmm. I, but I felt like as a parent, like I wanted to know what was going on at the school. Like, how are, what's the bathroom situation? What about sports? What about um, my son? Is he being asked to give his pronouns? Um, 
you know, how are teachers handling this? What about when a kid says they changed their name and I don't want my son to be canceled if he says the wrong name or the wrong pronoun? And so, you know, I went in there and I said, hey, and I started the meeting off and I said, just, hey, I said, I want you to know that I'm coming to you from a place of love and acceptance. Um, and I know that, um, you know, middle school's tough. And I think that we need to hold space for kids who are going through challenging times and doing stuff. But we also need to make sure that we are creating an environment where all kids feel like they can accept themselves for who they are and that we're not, you know, creating communities for kids who feel lost or confused. And then we're actually making them more lost and confused because this is going to result in a huge mental health crisis later when these kids get a little bit older. And, you know, it was an awesome meeting. And the school, the head of the school, he's this, this amazing man, just this really kind man. And we had a really nice conversation. And I, you know, I told him, I was like, I was so afraid to set this meeting in fear of being canceled. And that someone would say, oh my God, did you hear Tara Renzi went up to school because she hates this and she's against this and she doesn't want this. And that was never my intention. I wanted, I wanted understanding to know how is this being handled? What are the expectations on my student, on my child? And is this being talked about? And what is your policy on all of this? Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, I was proud of myself because I do, you know, I do come from a place of love and acceptance. And I feel like there's a lot of kids through COVID and through um, being um, trapped behind a computer and being taught and socialized only through uh, an iPhone for the last two years have really lost themselves mm -hmm. and have a lot of questions on who they are and who they came to be. And, um, you know, for me, I just feel like trying to change your identity at, in seventh grade is just not the answer. And, you know, I think that we changed so much in life. And I, you know, I always say that like, hey, if you've gotten all the way through school and you still feel like you are trapped in the wrong body and you wanted to make the changes, like I honor you for your bravery. Mm -hmm. I support you and I love you mm -hmm. because I think that that when you, when you've lived with it and you come to the realization of like, oh my God, like I, you know, a, a Caitlyn Jenner, right? Right. You right. think about Bruce Jenner, right? The, right. the alpha male, the most right. masculine Olympian dude. Right. And the courage and bravery that it took for him. To, to, to do this, not only for in his life, but he was a national celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I honor him, her. I think that is brave. I think mm -hmm. that is amazing that Bruce Jenner said, Hey, this is not who I came to be. And it's yeah. taken me half my life to figure this out and I'm ready to go all in on it. But I, I, it's, it's hard for me to um, wrap my head around that in a young age. And so I just, I, I felt like I had to go to the school and express my voice in a way of love and compassion. Yes. And I did. Yeah. I commend you for that, Tara, because I know how difficult that can be, right? Because we live in this kind of society where we feel like we have to be fearful of saying the wrong thing. The thing is, as parents, we are our child's advocate. Like we are the right. We are the people that are supposed to protect them. And so as a parent, you have to be involved. You have to speak on your children's behalf and protect them. And you know, there are a lot of things right now that I do not want my children exposed to. Like, I want to be able to talk to my kids. That's my job as a parent. It's not their job to find out at school or on social media or other places. That's my job as a parent. And so we have to be their advocate. We have to be their voice and protect them, you know, through everything that's going on. And I think that kids right now, they are, there is a mental health crisis. There's no doubt about it. You know, there, I mean, kids are so confused. 
they're so scared. There's tons of fear that has been pumped in them. There's anxiety. There's anxiety. anxiety. Yes. It's crazy because there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot, just a lot that's being thrown at them. We have to be their sounding board. We have to say, listen, like, this is truth. This is untruth. You know, this is where we stand. This is, you know, explain things to them, be emotionally connected to the kids um, and be there for our kids, because this is probably the craziest time ever. <laughs> I know in my lifetime, you know, I, I mean, every day I'm just, I'm, I'm blown away at how crazy things have truly gotten. I really am. And like we said in the very beginning, I feel like the majority of society is down the middle. Yeah. But we are silent because we have so much to lose, I feel, and we don't want to be canceled. And we have to start using our voice. We have to start speaking our truth. Do it from a place of love and respect and authenticity, and it will be received. It will. And, you know, I think that going back to my meeting up at the school, like it was such a positive wonderful conversation that we had because it wasn't uh, around hate or canceling or I don't want this. And how could you, it was really like, Hey, let's, I just want to make sure that, that I understand what's going on and that, you know, how can I support the school and you and my son? And, um, and, you know, I tell my kids all the time, I'm like, you don't have to be everybody's friend, but you have to be kind. Yeah, you have to right. be nice. And right. you know, the kids get into middle school and they get older and they're not going to be everybody's friend. Like, let's face it. I'm not everybody's friend, I, I, but I'm always kind and I'm right. always loving. Um, and I think that that's what we have to get back to is you don't have to agree with everything. You don't have to be everybody's friend, but you have to be kind. And I think you have to allow people to have the space to have different opinions, different views, different values, different things than you and respect the other person. Like you yes. can still stand very convicted in how you believe and what you, what you believe is true and still respect the other person and their values, you know, like right. it's, you don't have to change who you are for others, but we definitely should not be telling people to close their mouths, be muzzled and be quiet. You right. know, that gets us nowhere. And so for or all of them or coming right. after them, you know, that's coming right. after them if they say something. That's right. Yeah. So I think for all of us in the middle, for all of us that, you know, have a voice and we need to start using it. Like we need to start standing up. We need to start saying how we feel and um, not be afraid, you know, yeah. because I do believe we are the majority. I really do. You and I talk about this all the time. Yeah. And you know what I found in the middle? There's so much love and acceptance yes. Yes. of all things because that's where we're lying is in the middle and saying like, hey, okay, we can do that. I can do this. Let's make this work. Um, and it's kind of this melting pot, I think, of so many of us who do have like-minded love in our heart versus these two polar opposites. That is what you, that is what you're hearing on the media and on the news are these two loud voices from either part, from either far right or far left side of either party that do not represent the majority. That's and I right. feel like that is what has created this hate, this um, cancel culture, um, everything because it's, we've allowed this, like this small, loud voice to overbear this, the, this quite the, really the silent majority. I agree. And people, I want to say this one thing, quit watching the news, mm. <laughs> turn it off. 
the oh, news. Yeah, it's the news. Toxic. Yeah, it's so toxic. And all they're doing is pushing their agenda on That's you. Right. You are and not if, a free thinker. You no, are not a free thinker. No. And if you watch any news channel, they are saying the exact same thing. And it's to put fear. Because when you put fear into people, you can control them. Right. You can control the masses. And so I don't watch the news. I don't, I don't do any of that. I live my life. I, you know, do what I need to do throughout my day, but I do not watch the news because it is so fear driven. It is so divisive and it's so far one side and that's not reality. Right. It's and if really you reality. don't think it is, go yeah. turn on the news for one hour. Yeah. And tell me how, and think about how you feel. I guarantee you, you are going to be frustrated. You are going to be angry. You're going to do those because that is what they want. They yes. want you to consume. They want you to get angry yes. and they want to push their narrative, their agenda on you. That's right. And they know it's like a drug. That's they right. know exactly what to say, That's what right. to do to get you angry. And then that creates hate. That's right. Here's and the thing I feel. Them. Yeah. Here's the thing as women specifically, because this is what I work with the most and you as well. We have got to, we have got to get back in tune with ourselves. We have to get back and stand in our personal power. We know in our gut what is right and wrong. We know like if something is off, like mm, that doesn't feel right. So by watching the news, reading stuff on social media, like all this like far, far, far one direction, we know it's not right. We have to start standing in our convictions on certain things. We have to start speaking our truth. We just do. Instead of letting other people, such as the media, lead us. Right. Like, you can't be led by social media and by the media anymore because it is so fear-driven. It's such a narrative that is like a poison. So I encourage you to get off the news. Quit watching it. <laughs> yeah. And I think back to, I love what you just said about women supporting women. And that's not supporting women who think exactly like you. That's right. That is supporting women who have different beliefs, who have different values. Women who say, hey, you know, I remember when my kids were really little, there was like this battle between working moms and stay-at-home moms. I'm like, what the hell? This is so dumb. Yeah. Like, and, and the thing is, everybody's situation is different, right? I mean, right. you might be a stay-at-home mom who actually wants to be a working mom, but That's she right. can't for whatever reason. Or maybe there's a working mom who was like, I really want to be you. I mean, can we just stop with mm -hmm. the first, really the labeling is what mm -hmm. it all comes down to, right? We, mm -hmm. at the core of everything, we are women. We are mothers. We are friends. We are all fighting dragons. We are all doing things in life. Like I always say, like, everybody's got the crazy uncle. Everybody's got the family <laughs> drama. Everybody's got shit, right? We That's all right. have stuff. And so can we just stop labeling each okay. other? Yeah. And the number one thing as people, like as, especially women, we want acceptance. And we so do. if you want acceptance, you have to start accepting. Like yes. you cannot label, you cannot, you know, make fun of somebody or just be rude or mean because we all want acceptance. And so if you're acting that way, you're not giving what you truly want and receive. And that's how life works. Like you have to start accepting people for who they are and where they are and quit judging, you know, hundred percent. Well, yeah. I love this. I think we should end this on. Um, so I've been on this little five city tour doing uh, positive intelligence, helping people get mentally fit so they can create and live the life that they deserve and desire. And the morning speaker is this dynamo. Her name is Erin King. And she talks about her Nana throughout hers. 
Um, and she ends it with this quote. She says, you know, my Nana, all, she's, and she's, her whole thing is about getting people to say yes to you, right? Yes. To, to, to get to, and she said, here's the thing. At, at the end of all of it, there's going to be some people who don't like you. There's going to be people who will never say yes, who will never like your ideas, who are never going to come on board with you, who are never going to go all in, no matter what you do, what you write, what you put out there. There's just people who are not going to be for you. <laughs> she's like, and that's totally okay. She's like, cause here's what my Nana always told me. She said, Aaron, Sometimes it's better to be somebody's shot of whiskey than everybody's cup of tea. Boom. I love it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So everybody be a shot of whiskey today. Speak your truth. Be you. Be who you came to be and be bold. Be That's bold. what it's about. Hey, keep shining your light. Keep leading with love. We love you. We see you. We're here for you. And we most of all appreciate you for tuning in to the Big Ask podcast. I am Tara Renzi signing off with a heart full of love. And I am Brooke Run. Thank you so much for this today. I feel lighter. I feel like we have, we have shared so much love. And I hope that you guys can go out into the world today and speak your truth and do everything with love. Thank you, guys. Peace. Bye. Bye.